Welcome to Her Incredible Mind, where we are highlighting some of the most successful women in science, technology, engineering, and math. These women are inspirational leaders, showing resilience in the face of adversity. By sharing these success stories, we hope to gain insight, inspire, and help guide those who are struggling on their journey within this industry. Hopefully their stories will inspire you or someone you know to pursue a career in STEAM. So Simone, let's chat about your role today. How would you describe it? My role today is to coordinate things that nobody wants to coordinate. <laughs> I think that's the main role of a CEO. Um, I've been spending most of my time really making sure that the company has a plan, that we stick with the plan, but also adapt when it's needed. Um, we find the right people, and more important, soon we need to find investors. Right. So it, that's that's an excellent uh, segue into kind of how did you decide on this role? Because you weren't always in this role. Yeah, this is very new to me. Um, in 2019, I gave up on a very well-paid job in a very big corporation and uh, decided that I want to learn a little bit more. And I basically took a sabbatical. And that was a very important moment, which I highly recommend to everybody. And it really doesn't matter when you go for a sabbatical. It could be after high school. <laughs> wink wink <laughs> or eventually later on in your career but it's really an important moment that led me to think about what is important in my life how how i want to contribute to the world and so forth so i learned including things like pottery that i had never thought of doing um, i read more about nature than i ever had the chance to and i'm very much into nature uh, and above all, I finally decided that I want to create something that I had a little bit more opportunity to really do what I'm passionate about, which is access to healthcare. So that's where I am. That's great. It, so when you're thinking about a role in general, and I mean, obviously, you've held a lot of roles um, in large corporations, like you said, small corporations, we work together in a semi-small corporation. Uh, what do you think about when, you, when you're actually looking at a role? What is it that attracts you most to it? It is really if it speaks to my heart. Um, I tried to do things that were fine um, or well paid. And the truth is you have to find this, this balance because if you really force yourself into something that doesn't speak to your heart or to your values, you're probably gonna be miserable. So you start thinking about this since the very beginning because it really makes the difference. That's a great point. So when you're choosing that role, what are you thinking about, you know, from a professional standpoint, as far as the company or the culture, what are you looking for in that? Well, I would say that my first choice was basically led, um, well, my, my first choice of my first very official job was very much led in an opportunity. So I used to organize motocross races. And uh, one of the sponsors actually um, invited me to join the marketing team. And it was a very different situation. I was studying biology and suddenly a tobacco company invited me to do that. So it wasn't about values because definitely we had something different back then, but above all was the opportunity to learn something very unique with a phenomenal group of human beings. But over time, I realized that was what I was really looking for in every step that I took was 
was it aligned with what I wanted to see in the world that I, if I would be proud of doing what I was doing um, and what kind of a legacy I was actually leaving behind. For me, this was really important to feel that I was proud of what I was doing. That's an excellent point. I think that all of us in our journey now, especially with COVID and everything else, so we start to think about really what the priorities are in our lives and what our, you know what we would want to leave behind. I think that's something, uh, especially as women, where you know some of us are truly pioneers without actually recognizing that we are pioneers. You know what I mean? And that's that's a big that's a big step. And I think that's one of the things about this series that makes me feel good about what we do is that we're we're letting you know girls know that they can do anything they want to do, and that there, that there are values now in these companies that weren't there when we were in our, our first start in our first starting careers, right? You know, out of the gate and. We probably have a laundry list of things that we switched and oh, changed yeah. about. <laughs> so, fun, you know? so what do you enjoy most about what you're doing now? Well, I am passionate about stories. And this is an important part of what I do. So every time that I interact with a family, with a patient, a physician, you name it, and we share stories, for me, this is the favorite part. Like I cannot tell you how much I have learned since I started Shingu. And, and I'm so excited about every day. It's talking with you know, patients who actually spent years and years without a diagnosis or actually a physician who just happened to actually be able to help a patient who was in a, this long journey. Um, or it's the family member sharing what they learned as they dealt with people who have different things uh, or don't fit quite well on the what we call normal, right? And nowadays, even learning about what normal is, is a funny part of my job. <laughs> Does that actually exist? I'm not so sure. But I, <laughs> I think we all get to the point in our career where we think there was, that, that was never even achievable at all. So. Exactly. <laughs> But we strive, you know. <laughs> so did you decide to change your career? I mean, I know you have, but can you talk a little, a little bit about, you know, kind of deciding to change your career along the way? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, first of all, I thought that I would be a physical therapist uh, when I really was planning to go to, to college. That was what I had in mind. And I failed, if I can say that, and ended up getting into biology. But it turns out that I really loved what I was doing and I was learning things that uh, I was always curious about. So I, I kind of decided to continue and finish uh, my career there. But as I said, my first job was in this tobacco company on the marketing, which ended up actually leading me to many different um, opportunities, including getting into the biotech space. So I joined my first pharmaceutical company and learned a lot about what else a pharmaceutical company would do besides having that person visiting the doctor when it was right before your time and they were delayed because someone else was talking with them. So right. that was my view of pharmaceutical industry and I learned so much more after I joined the first one. Um, then most of my roles actually became um, focused on the commercialization of products. And at one point I had the opportunity to actually lead a humanitarian program at one of the biotechs that I was working before. And that really kind of like changed the way that I see access to healthcare. I had the chance to see people who um, didn't have anything actually to eat 
but they were able to get the medication that could keep them alive. So we had to balance this. Like, how do you give a medication that would cost thousands of dollars to someone who actually didn't have anything to eat? So you start asking yourself about what else you want to do and how you want to take life from there. Um, at one point, I really kind of gave up on the commercialization and moved into where we ended up working together to be the head of patient advocacy and public affairs. Uh, I did a bit of patient services, and that was really um, an, an experience you see uh, so close to what people go through when they are in a journey for a better life. Um, so when I actually gave up on all of the things that I had described, uh, one thing that I kept in mind is whatever I'm doing has to be fun, has to be fulfilling my, um, you know, my desire to really bring a better healthcare to this world. And I have to be able to balance this with my family. I learned that this is one part that we intend to forget a lot. And believe me, for you girls, <laughs> very early ages, enjoy your parents, your siblings, because it really makes the difference. And they can be the support that you will need to progress in your life. So absolutely. You know, it's funny that you talk about the patient journey in innovation services, because that was always my favorite part of being in life sciences. And uh, it still is, you know, uh, when I very first went to Biogen, uh, I, I was there as a consultant for a six week, you know, opportunity. I had worked with Biogen years and years and years before it in, in real estate when it was a really small organization that had come to the US. But I remember being part of the patient services organization and my little six week uh, consulting you know, experience turned into 15 years, you know what I mean? And uh, it was great, you know, it really was. I was there as a consultant off and on, but I, I really, really enjoyed it. To me, it's the best industry in the world just for that one experience that you have all the time with being able to make that, that impact on a patient. Exactly, Agreed. yeah. Agreed. So when you, I mean, you're someone who's been, you know, you've come up, you've, you've, you've made your decisions, you've worked through adversity and, and obstacles, but what are some of those obstacles that you, you, you've, you've tried to overcome? Um, I probably should say I'm originally from Brazil. And I grew up in a family where I could see actually women doing things. So, so I was never told like, you can't do this or you can't do that. And a big obstacle in my life was actually to realize that we do have obstacles as women. And particularly and uh, you know, STEM uh, in, in the areas where people would first think about men and not women. Um, having said that, I still remember having a conversation with my husband and I said, well, if you really think about everything that I have done, if I had removed the fact that I am a woman and I am from Latin America and I'm here in the United States, I can guarantee you that I would have more opportunities and I would probably be better paid than I have been. And believe me, I feel very, <laughs> very successful in everything that I've done. Right. But the truth is that there's a lot going on there. And sometimes even for us women, it's a blind spot and we have to be able to, um, to look into that. So recognizing that is a big obstacle that we have to be aware of. I heard something um, years ago in, during a TED Women presentation, uh, a guy actually who said, Privilege is invisible to those who have it. 
and I never forgot that. So another big obstacle are the privileges that we have. In, and, and no matter where we are, in, in which stage of life, we intend to forget that maybe what we have, it's not available to everybody else. And so we don't jump in some of those things that we could be transforming because of that. So for whatever it's worth it, that stuck so much with me and, and really helped me to shift gears and, and look for the opportunities to help other people uh, overcoming their, those obstacles. I think that those are like two big things that happen. I think that's wonderful because I think sometimes we lose perspective of what, you know, uh, we just naturally assume that other people are, are in the same, you know, um, boat as us. And I think that that's one of the biggest uh, obstacles that some of these kids have because, you know, they're looking at colleges or they're looking at career paths and they think that they're, they're aligning it with someone else instead of just, you know, kind of thinking what they think about where they should be, what they want to do and pursuing what they really want to pursue. I think it's really important, especially if you're going to spend all that money on education and, you know, career training or whatever you're going to do, you know, but I think it's really important. I think that that point about, you know, knowing yourself is, is very, very important. So when you think about industries and kind of your thoughts on, on life sciences, which, you know, both of us are huge fans of, you had other industries that you were a part of. And what, what do you feel about the difference in the industries when, you when you're choosing a role? I would say many places that I had a chance to, to work, um, it was still part of this invisible moment that I had in my life. So I wouldn't say that there was a significant difference until I actually saw from outside. So like the tobacco company, when I worked, it was, a, you know, a very different environment. Actually, tobacco companies could advertise to anyone. You would see like them sponsoring sports and so forth. So, but after I left, I realized that that was a very male-driven environment, right? So smoking was like fancy and was related to um, very high energy sports and a bunch of men leading those sports. Although women were actually actually practicing and were really good at what they were doing. But it was still super targeted to, to that. Um, I, work, I worked also in a dairy farm. Believe me, dairy farm, people don't think about women doing dairy farm other than maybe they're going to make cheese, which was not my thing. Um, I actually was selling milk and was <laughs> slightly different than everything else that I had done in my life. Um, so I think dairy farms or actually um, farm in general, it is a, a huge space for women. And we still tend to see women kind of like taking care of the garden or eventually, you know, as I said, cooking. But there are great women who are veterinarians and really run the whole business and are very successful in this space. Um, I worked in retail in a company equivalent of like a Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, not much difference. There, I think, is really about what you are good at and your ability to sell or to manage things. So it wasn't much of a difference. But this whole space of life sciences and particularly biotech for me is really where the opportunities are endless. I mean, if you really think there are 
more than thousands and hundreds of thousands of stories of how actually women lead healthcare, right? But they lead healthcare while is someone in the family who is sick, a kid that needs attention, it's the parents that now need care and so forth. We still see less and way less women in leadership roles in the healthcare industry. It's getting much better. Believe me, I, I have done the homework. I know that this is becoming better, but I cannot tell you how many times, and this as recently as a couple of months ago, they published those list of the best CEOs on the biotech space and things like that. And it's like 90 to 99% of men. And uh, recently, I actually, this week, I was looking into the, um, uh, the pharma website, the entity pharma. And I think I found two women who are CEOs across the whole industry. Everybody else were males. So um, I think there's opportunity out there. And the work that we are trying to do here and really inspire girls to be more active, that's the perfect opportunity, especially with this pandemic that we are learning right, how much different we can be and still do well. So I think that this, these are the, the critical points to keep in mind. It's interesting, definitely interesting, because I was looking today, I saw an um, a, a email come across with the top 100 CEOs, and I think I saw three, three women uh, total on, on the list. So it was interesting, very, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So what would you tell your younger self? We've talked about, you know, girls and kind of the impact we want to make on them. What would you tell your younger self? It is okay to be ambitious. I cannot tell you how many times I got myself thinking, should I actually ask for this? Should I really want to be there? And why am I not invited? <laughs> and the list goes on, right? And there was this little voice saying, calm down, you know, things will come to you. It's okay. You can sit and wait. No, don't, don't sit and wait. You know, like right. ambitious, ambition can be a good thing. And this balance is also important to keep in mind. Uh, but definitely, I would say it's okay to be ambitious. I think that that's something all girls need to, to hear. And I think that actually segues into what would you say to, uh, to, to young girls today? What, would you, what, would, what advice would you give them? Trust in yourself above everything else. It's, believe me, you can do it. You really can shake the world. You really can make things happen. And I really don't care if you're gonna go to NASA and launch the next spaceship, <laughs> or you're gonna you know, uh, work at the, um, uh, the little grocery store in your neighborhood. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do, do with your heart and you can definitely change the world. So if you had to describe yourself, Simone, on LinkedIn using only three words, what would they be? Wow, three words. Um, the number one for me is a woman. And and the and I'm gonna I need to explain it with more than one word here, but and it's not a woman in the sense that I am like a female of the, you know, my gen, like I am a woman because this is so big and so whole <laughs> as a whole um, that 
it is part of who I am. It, it really, I can't deny and I can't ignore and I actually don't want to pretend that I am not. So that's number one. Um, I would say number two, mother. It's probably one of my proudest moments. Like, you know, when I had my first uh, son on, on my arms, I can't describe. It, it, it just transformed everything that I know as a human being today. Um, and the third, I am passionate. This is probably the three words. <laughs> well, thank you, Simone. That sounds awesome. And I can agree with you on all three of those words because I've known you and you absolutely personify. Passion. Well, there you go. Maybe I should change my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Simone. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. It was a great time.